Welcome to Magnetize Your Presence, The Art of Creating Charisma. Your host is Sheila Ali. In this program, we'll help you discover your purpose, passion, and power. We'll help you gain confidence, get the most out of life, and become magnetic. It's time to be the person you deserve to be, and the person to help you with that is the next voice you'll hear. Now, here is Sheila Alley. Hello and welcome. You're listening to Magnetize Your Presence, and I'm your host, Sheila Alley. You can reach me by email at radio at SheilaAlley.com, by telephone at 902-578-0509, and on my social media networks, you can connect with me on LinkedIn, follow me on Twitter, like me on Facebook, or add me on Google+, and never miss an episode by subscribing to us on iTunes. Welcome to the show today. I am so happy you're here. And my intention for this show and for every show is to give you great information that you can start using right away and to inspire you to take action and make changes wherever they might be needed. So how comfortable do you feel meeting people, speaking up in a crowd, making a presentation? For most people, these situations are real stress provokers. And as we move forward in life, we all at some time find ourselves in a position where we need to speak up. So today my guest is Catherine Johns, and we're going to be talking about how to speak up with confidence, whether it's on stage in front of an audience or one-on-one with a new acquaintance. Catherine coaches entrepreneurs and professionals who want to get more clients, have more impact, and make more sales. Her clients know that a compelling talk delivered well is the way to do that, and that's why they hire her. Catherine is also the author of Show Up and Shine, Simple Steps to Boost Your Confidence and Charisma, which I just finished reading, and it is a great book, and I'll have lots of questions for Catherine about the book. So, in addition to what she'll be sharing today, Catherine also has some great tips to help you get your message out that you'll be able to download. So, stick around to the end of show, and I'll give the link to that. Grab a cup of tea, get comfortable, and relax, and let's welcome Catherine. Hi, Catherine. Hey, Sheila. I am thrilled to be here. Thanks for having me. I am very pleased to have you. (laughs) And as I said, I just read your book. And I'm delighted to hear that. (laughs) Yeah, it was a good read. Um, And you, in the book, you talk a lot about presence, which is uh, what I talk about, too. Yep, right up your alley, so to speak. (laughs) Yeah, it is. (laughs) So, and... And it's very important to feel good. So I, I've i already told my listeners what I think presence is. So can you tell our listeners what presence means to you? To me, presence is what people see when they look at you and what people hear when, they, when you speak and how they feel when they're around you. So it's your presence, <laughs> but it's really perceived by the people around you. Um, I guess... Sitting in a room all by myself, I still have presence, but where it really counts is where, it, where other people are interacting, and it's mm-hmm. all about what they pick up, mostly at the nonverbal level. You know, it's, um, it's a really important part of communication, that stuff that goes on just beneath the surface that sometimes people aren't even consciously aware of, but it determines how they react to you. I know. It's very important, yeah. And the thing about it, too, is you really don't know what, what your nonverbal cues are telling 
people. So, so it's really important to get acquainted, acquainted with, with what they are. Absolutely. I think often people are um, not aware of the signals they're sending and sometimes really puzzled about the reactions they get from people. And I've worked with mm-hmm. clients who don't quite get why people think they're standoffish or why people think they're not as smart as they really are or why people think they're doing so well they don't need any more clients and don't have time for me. You know, from soup to nuts, Mm -hmm. the impressions that we send that don't serve us well. And I guess the first step is then to become aware of what are those impressions that other people are picking up from us. Yeah, it's very important. And... Yeah, I, I know myself when I, uh, I've always, I've had this thing happen too, where I'm, I'm wondering what kind of, this is before I did all of this and, and got myself uh, interested. One of the reasons I became interested in body language was because I wanted to know about what information or what signals I was giving off myself. So can you tell us a little bit about your sound and, and your voice and how that makes an impression? Oh, that is a big topic. That's a big one. <laughs> it, it really is. And, and it's, um, it's probably underrated because often when we think about body language, we're really thinking about what we see, how people mm-hmm. hold themselves or how they move, how they use their face and gestures. But there's this other whole area of voice and language that are really important in determining how people respond to us. So... A couple of things that come to mind. I often work with clients whose voices, um, it's as if their voice is coming from their head instead Mm -hmm. of from their core. I don't know if you'll be able to hear this on the phone, but I'm going to try it. So I'm talking about people who talk like this. Like It's almost like there's an energetic block right below their head, and their voice, Mm -hmm. all the energy is coming out of their, their head and through their nasal passages and so forth, which is different from talking like this where the energy is coming from my core, and it shifts the sound of my voice. My voice is richer and fuller when I energize with my whole self as opposed to forcing just from my head. In my experience, women often get stuck in that tiny little head voice, and when I work with male clients, it's often the throat, so they have kind of a raspy sound like this, where they're mm-hmm. pushing or forcing from the throat, um, and not, and again, disconnected from their core. Mm-hmm. I can really hear the difference when yeah, you do that. It's very palpable, isn't it? So, mm-hmm. so the antidote to that is to have this energy that comes from the whole of myself. And so, I I share with my clients that the way to get that is to be fully grounded and mm-hmm. almost pressing into the floor. So right now I'm sitting down because you and I are going to be talking for an hour. Um, If I felt like I really needed energy, I'd probably stand up because I think people can speak with more energy standing than seated. But for now, I'm seated, but my feet are flat on the floor. My bottom is squarely in the chair, so my sit bones are kind of pressing into the chair. My spine is straight. And my head is straight up and down on top of my shoulders. I'm not hunching or leaning. I'm not crossing my legs or leaning back. I'm not crossing my arms in front of me. So Mm -hmm. my posture is very upright and very open. 
and that helps produce this energy that gives my voice a richer, fuller quality. And what you'll notice is when people start to shift into a more uh, constrained or cramped position, Mm -hmm. their voice becomes constrained and cramped, too. So let me see if if I can demonstrate. If I pull in like this, and I'm sort of hunched over now, my shoulders are pulled in, and my mm-hmm. voice actually sounds different. It's, uh, it, doesn't, it loses some of its richness when I do this because it doesn't have, the energy can't flow as freely. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm sitting up again straight and open and fully engaged with you even though I can't actually see you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And as you said that, <laughs> my feet were getting planted on the floor and my back was getting straighter. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, almost like a, a energy that you pick up, right? An yeah. unconscious um, suggestion. It makes such mm-hmm. a difference. I do this sometimes, Sheila, in uh, with groups, in workshops, and you can actually feel the difference in the room as people begin to shift out of their customary um, closed or or bent over postures and mm-hmm. into this more open and straight and facing the world head-on posture. Mm-hmm. If there are enough people in the room, the, the energy is very tangible. Yeah, because the air blows through, comes through you easier. It flows easier Absolutely. when you're in that position. It's all about the energy. And that's mm-hmm. really, it's the energy that we use to connect with other people. It's the same reason that, you know, when we talk about um, visual cues, Eye contact is so important. My energy goes where my eyes go. So if I'm looking off into a room or up at the ceiling or down at the floor, my energy goes there. If I'm looking at you, my energy is is making that connection. So I tell my clients we connect with other people eyes to eyes, heart to heart. Or we Mm -hmm. don't. (laughs) And and if we don't, we don't have a very good chance of developing a relationship with that person. Right. So when you f- don't feel uh, very confident and you, you're kind of insecure, our automatic reaction is to slump, to kind of keep our arms closed, to hold our body, not necessarily or hold our body, but to get that closed position. Absolutely. It's just a natural yesterday, thing oh to do. Oh, my God, Sheila. Yesterday I did a workshop with a group of teenage girls. Mm-hmm. and. These are not my typical audience. No. Um, (laughs) And it was quite challenging. And most of them are younger teens, freshmen, sophomores in high school. Mm -hmm. And the the shift in them was very dramatic. I did get them to go along with this. but, But initially, as they sat, they're very much folded in on themselves. Um, Ankles crossed, legs crossed, arms crossed in front of them, shoulders twisted, heads down, um, and that gives off a vibe that feels not confident. And, you know, I remember being 13 or 14, I wasn't very confident either. So it's not surprising that they're wrestling with that. Yes, they are. Yeah. Um, But what's interesting to me is that the same way that my, my physical posture, my look, my sound manifest how confident I am inside, they can also shape how confident I am inside. Mm-hmm. So 
sometimes yeah. it's a matter of working from the outside in. If I hold myself in a way that bespeaks confidence and assertiveness and ready for the world, then I'm more likely to feel more that way as well. Right. And that becomes a habit. You'd have to make that a habit. Am I right? Oh, I think so. We have, yeah. you know, everything about about posture and gestures and so forth. It's all habitual. And yeah. and as we said earlier, we often don't realize our habits until somebody points them out to us or until we see ourselves on video. When I was right. learning to be a presentation skills coach, one of the first things I had to do was deliver uh, a a module of our training program and be videotaped doing it. And I didn't realize until I saw that tape that I had developed a habit of frequently kind of brushing the tip of my nose. I had no idea I was doing that until I saw it on tape. Now, interestingly, body language experts would tell you that, you know, touching the nose is a cue of dishonesty. Mm-hmm. There's a reason the Pinocchio myth had to do with the growing nose and not ears, for instance, or cheekbones or some other part. Right. Um, so, so people read that nose thing as, as a signal of not being straightforward. And it was an interesting thing for me because I didn't, I mean, I was delivering training content. You know, it wasn't really a matter of lying or telling the truth. But I think what it really was, was I was brand new in the business. Mm-hmm. I'd had a long career. As you know, I'd been in radio for many years, but I was brand new to the corporate world. And here I was going to teach these people how they should be doing presentations in companies that I knew nothing about. And I kind of felt like mm. almost a fraud. All right, not yeah. almost. I felt like a fraud. And I think the nose touching was a manifestation of that. Yeah. Well, it certainly makes sense. It sure does. And my big point is it was completely unconscious, and I didn't know I was doing it until I literally saw it on videotape and went, ooh, (laughs) that sends a signal I wasn't intending to send. No. Well, that's I really like this uh, the way the conversation is going about the video, and we're coming up on a break. So when we come back, I'd like to talk to you a little bit more about that. Okay, I'm game. So to okay, so to all of you who are listening, um, if I want us to stay connected. So the way to do this is to get my weekly magnetic presence tips, which is a magnetism tip that's sent to you every week in your inbox. And when you get that, you also get the seven-step magnetic presence formula, which is all in an easy download. So go to magnetizeyourpresence.com, enter your name and email address, and I'll send it over to you right away. And I will see you back here in two minutes. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Do you ever walk into a room and feel invisible? Do you ever wonder just what it is that some people just seem to have? In today's highly competitive market, you need a magnetic image, or as Sheila Alley calls it, your MI. You can find it at your MI.ca. Don't wait one more moment. Are you ready to rock your image and make it magnetic? 
Are you ready to maximize your image and feel more confident? The next time you walk into that room, be noticed. Find your MI at yourMI.ca. That's yourMI.ca. Are you happy in your life or are you just settling? It's time to speak out, take control of your existence, and let your life speak. Bart Queen is the host of A Hero's Journey. His personal goal is to help you find your voice, use that voice, and live the life that you deserve to live. Do more, be more, and give more. Tune in to A Hero's Journey on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, live every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. You owe it to yourself to tune in and make your voice count. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. This is Magnetize Your Presence, the art of creating charisma. To reach Sheila Alley or her guest today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to radio at SheilaAlley.com. Now back to Magnetize Your Presence. Hello, and we are back. If you're just joining us, I'm talking with Catherine Johns about how to speak up with confidence. And if you want to hear the old show, you can get the replay on my homepage at voiceamerica.com. So when we left off, we were talking about presence and about how you sound and how uh, and, and body language. And Catherine was uh, sharing with us about videos and how you can see when you have a video of yourself exactly what kind of um, presence you have and the nonverbal cues that you're you're presenting. So, Catherine, would you like to, like to uh, pick up where we left off? Yes. So I was doing some training for investment bankers, newish investment bankers, but nonetheless investment bankers on mm-hmm. Wall Street. And this is a tough bunch, right? The, they Even the women are... Um, not shrinking violets. Maybe especially the women are not shrinking violets because they've been through an MBA program, a rigorous MBA program, that it, mm-hmm. where most of their colleagues are men. And now they're in investment banking where most of their colleagues are men. There was one woman in this group who was particularly not a shrinking violet. I mean, she had real edge. And mm-hmm. when she did her role play, I was stunned to watch her. In my feedback for her, I said, you know, if you really want to be taken seriously in your meetings with clients, you really should stop twirling your hair. And she Mm -hmm. got hostile. Like, she actually said, I would never do that. And then she saw the video. Oh. She had no idea that while she was talking to this guy pretending to be her client, her hands were up in her hair twirling it around. She had long hair, twirling mm-hmm. it around a finger like a little girl. Isn't that fascinating that you could do it that is. and not be aware of it? It's very, we develop these habits and they're very unconscious. And that's why it's helpful to have, to see ourselves on video and also to, um, to have somebody point out to us the impression that things make. But sometimes we're so used to it, we don't, we don't quite appreciate how it comes across to somebody else. 
So are you saying that if you saw yourself on video and you were, say for her, for example, if she saw that, could you see it and not even pick it up, not know it, not pay attention to it? You know, it's possible, I think. Now that but you most likely it. you would see it, right? Yeah. I think you'd see it. Unless mm-hmm. you were really opaque, you'd see it. <laughs> and, yeah. and you also hear yourself on audio. You know, I, I'm very, because I was in radio for a long time, I'm obviously accustomed to hearing myself on recordings. And mm-hmm. now, because of voicemail and so forth, probably most people are used to it. But there, it wasn't that long ago that people would be shocked at the sound of their own voice. I know. They are. Yeah. And they'd listen to a recording and go, really? Hey, here's a funny thing. When I was a kid, I was in speech therapy because I had a lisp and mm. a speech impediment called lateralizing, which has to do with mushy sounds like and like I couldn't do SH and CH. And I was, mm-hmm. so in grade school, I was in speech class with Mrs. Clark and Sammy the Snake. And I was probably in mm, fourth grade, maybe, when she got, um, this is dating me, she got a Wallensack <laughs> tape recorder, a desktop tape recorder with reels. It was before cassettes were invented. And okay. played a, played my own voice to me. Mm-hmm. And I stopped listening very soon after that. She had tried for several years to explain to me how to do, how to not sound like I sounded and how to sound like somebody else. And I couldn't get it. I heard myself Mm -hmm. sounding normal. In my own head, I sounded like everybody else. Mm -hmm. But when I heard it coming from the outside on a tape recording, it was a big eye opener or ear opener. And I was like, Mm -hmm. "Hmm, that's interesting. Now I get it. And I learned how to say SHs, CHs, and Js, and the rest is, they say, you know, history. Isn't that interesting, though? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, we do sound. What we hear is sound is totally different than what everybody else hears. Yeah. And sure. I guess it's because we're not used to it that we we kind of think, oh, that's not me. Well, it's when we hear it from the inside of our head, it just has yeah. a different sound. It's, you know, it's a different it sound. The bones mm-hmm. in our ears and so forth. Um, But yes, it is an interesting thing, and that gives us an opportunity to use video and audio as a tool to to kind of check out how we might be perceived by other people. And I'm just going to say, you have to be brave to use it. I mean, I don't know about you, but I hate seeing myself on video. There's nothing I'd rather, I mean, there's nothing I would less like to do than watch a video of me. I know most people are like that, too. Yeah. <clears throat> the thing is, uh, like you said, if you want to learn, you have to do it. Yeah, I think it's a really yeah. good tool. Yeah, you have to do it. And one of the other things you mentioned about the nonverbal language is that we we give off, we're always, uh, our bodies are talking for us. Mm-hmm. And they're saying what we're thinking, they're saying what we really believe. So... I guess then it really makes it's really important that, that we be, be authentic because yes. it's only being through being authentic that we're going to give off a good message. Yeah, sometimes people think because I'm talking about body language or how to sit or how to walk, how to hold yourself, that I'm encouraging people to put on a mask. And really, it's not that. 
I'm encouraging people to use their body and their voice and their face and their gestures in a way that supports their message and to, to use it to shape how they feel as well as how they come across. I'm a real big believer in Amy Cuddy's research that I'm sure you've talked about and written about, about power poses that, yes. that suggest that literally the way you hold your body can change your internal chemistry so that your emotional state is affected. And so you can use that as a tool. You can use your body as a tool to upgrade confidence, um, assertiveness, even dominance, and, and that's a really important thing. The, the whole question about authenticity, I, you know, it's funny, I wrote about this in my newsletter last week about being congruent, and mm-hmm. if people, if what you say and what people see don't match, they will believe what they see. Yes, and they will. And your words will become meaningless. Mm-hmm. So it's very important when you're asking for the business to sound like you deserve the business, want the business, and can handle the business. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, that that sales conversation falls flat um, because people pick up on cues that don't match your verbal message. Mm-hmm. And... They, they immediately become suspicious even if they don't know exactly why. Yeah, because if you don't believe what you're offering is helpful and you don't believe in yourself, your body language will show it. Yep, absolutely. And your voice will show it. I was, because, um, I was yeah. working with a group. I, I did a workshop uh, for a group of auto repair shop service consultants. Um, mm-hmm. because every car comes with a customer, you better be able to have conversations with people. It's just not enough to be able to fix a car. So right. we were focused on the human aspect of their business. And you, as you might guess, this is a group primarily of men. And we were talking about this, about how the words you say have to be supported by your facial expression, the tone of your voice, and so forth. Otherwise, they fall flat. And there were a couple people who were like, "Eh," you know, kind of skeptical because I could read that in their faces. And I said, you know, I know you know this from your own experience because somewhere along the line, your wife has said, I'm not mad. (laughs) And you knew for sure that she was, in fact, furious, no matter what she said, because her voice and her face and the way she held her body told you so, Mm -hmm. in spite of the words saying, I'm not mad. And they all went, that, yeah. oh, yeah. That happens now to me all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, that's a very good example. So we're coming up onto another break. And um, so when we get back, we'll talk a little bit more about presence and maybe how you look and how people see you, the, the actual uh, appearance you have. Would you want to talk a little bit about that? Well, Yes, if we can talk about somebody's appearance other than mine. Oh, I'm kidding. (laughs) Yes, I'm in. Okay, all right. So to all of you who are listening, um, I want us to stay connected. And the way to do this is to get my weekly magnetic presence tips. It's a tip that's sent into your mailbox every week, every Monday. Um, So 
go to magnetizeyourpresence.com, enter your name and email address, and I will get that over to you right away. And I will see you back here in two minutes. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Do you ever walk into a room and feel invisible? Do you ever wonder just what it is that some people just seem to have? In today's highly competitive market, you need a magnetic image, or as Sheila Alley calls it, your MI. You can find it at your MI.ca. Don't wait one more moment. Are you ready to rock your image and make it magnetic? Are you ready to maximize your image and feel more confident? The next time you walk into that room, be noticed. Find your MI at your MI.ca. That's your MI.ca. How do you define work? Is it that mundane Monday through Friday place that seems to be sucking a third of your life out of you? Or have you made it a place of personal fulfillment, achievement, and purpose? If you are looking to make your work life the latter, tune in to Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. There are all kinds of inspiring work life stories told by people who have made work something to look forward to every day. Working on Purpose can be heard every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. This is Magnetize Your Presence, the art of creating charisma. To reach Sheila Alley or her guest today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to radio at SheilaAlley.com. Now back to Magnetize Your Presence. Hello and we're back. If you're just joining us, I'm talking with Katherine Johns about how to speak up with confidence. And if you want to hear the whole show, you can get the replay on my homepage at voiceamerica.com. And when we left, we were talking about charisma, uh, presence, sorry, and uh, about how you sound. And Catherine, uh, can you talk a little bit now? I'd like to talk about appearance and how you look and what that has to do with presence. I think it has everything to do with presence. And one thing I want to really clarify, Sheila, is when I talk about how you look, I'm not talking about being attractive, although, you know, it's really helpful in business to be attractive for both men and women. I mean, there's a ton of research about getting promoted or making the sale. All of it is easier for people who have conventional good looks. And... There's something that's really separate from that, that's more about this uh, non-conscious communication we've been talking about, that, um, that people pick up a vibe from you based in part on how you look, how you stand, how you use your hands, the expression on your face, whether you make eye contact or not. All of that has a huge impact. And even though being attractive can be advantageous, it's also possible for people who are not so attractive to be very, very successful and to have a kind of charisma that even 
can surprise people um, because it comes, it's an energy that's projected through the filter of these things about how you look, the outward mannerisms and, and um, the way you carry yourself. Yeah. Um, in your book, you said uh, whether you own your own business or you work for a, in a corporate setting, you're constantly sending out signals that tell people how to treat you. Mm-hmm. I thought this was very interesting. Um, so, and I think it's important that we're sent that we tell people to treat us well, uh, and as and we would want to get that right. So, can you give me an example, maybe, of how we can tell how we might be telling others to treat us, like whether it's a good or whether it's bad? How what are some things that a person might be doing to tell someone how to treat them? So one thing that happens often in corporate settings is women feel overlooked, um, underappreciated. They feel that they are not heard or that their suggestions are not taken seriously. And Mm -hmm. sometimes that's because guys are being jerks. Sometimes (laughs) it's because we talk like this and we have that question mark, and we have a lot of hedging, and we say stuff like, maybe you could think about, I mean, you've probably already thought about this, but in case you haven't, could we maybe, well, here's what I was thinking we should do, right? Now, Mm -hmm. who's going to take me seriously sounding like that? That's right. And so I have effectively told somebody, don't pay much attention to this, by the way that I've delivered it. Right, yeah. Just a word, you're saying, um, I'm really not confident, I really don't believe in myself. The words, the tone, the all of it. The words and tone. Yeah. yeah. It's, it, and you can't see me, of course, but I was kind of holding myself in a way that goes with that voice. And that's an important element of this, Sheila. You know, mm-hmm. everything is connected. And so when I talk about people getting grounded and really sensing their feet, allowing the energy to travel up their body, moving their sit bones into the chair spine is straight, all of that, that begins to affect the tone of my voice and even my pacing as I speak and my gestures somehow change because, you know, none of it operates in isolation. It's all connected. Mm -hmm. I happen to think sense your feet is the easiest place to start. If you wanted to do one specific thing to begin to have a stronger presence, that would be it. Put your feet on the floor and keep them there and, and remain with a sense of, of um, actually feeling your, the bottoms of your feet on the floor. I was in a meeting one time. Um, it wasn't a business meeting. It was part of a, an organization, but whatever. The point is there mm-hmm. were maybe three men and four women in this meeting. And the three other women, as I looked around the circle, every one of them, had their feet pulled up. One was sitting on one foot, like she had one foot underneath her. You know how often we do where she's like sitting on one. And one had her feet propped up on the legs of the chair. And one had her feet, it's like the most bizarre thing, she must have double-jointed toes or something. (laughs) She turns her feet over so the tops of her toes are on the floor and her heels are up. And... And every one of them had a sound of tentative, um, tenuous, not confident, um, like they weren't sure their 
views should deserved to be taken seriously. And so, of course, when we talk like that, how do you think people receive us? They pick up That's that right. signal right away. And yeah, they they're say, not going to well, take your seriously. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, then it washes right, right over them, whatever we say. So, and I'm not picking on women. I'm just like, that's a particular example that I see often um, among women, that thing of talking or holding myself in a way that says, I'm not really sure I belong here. I'm not standing my ground. You can't stand your ground if your feet aren't on the floor. Exactly. It's the whole meaning of standing your ground, isn't it? Hello? You know, that, there's a reason we use those metaphors. And, and so, yes, yeah. you can't stand your ground if your feet aren't on the floor. And people mm. don't take you as seriously. You're not as likely to get respect or to have your views registered and counted. Yeah. And you said, like, uh, you don't want to be picking on women. But the thing about it is the more you know or the more we know what could possibly be we, messages we could be sending, we can fix them. Yeah, absolutely. If you don't know it, you can't fix it. Yeah, I think that's true. Um, <laughs> and there has been, you know, there's kind of a backlash about this thing. There was a, a, an article I read, oh gosh, maybe last summer, about um, stop patrolling young women's voices. And it was a reaction to commentary about vocal fry and, and the question mark at the end of the sentence. And this young mm-hmm. woman in some online publication was saying, look, cut it out. This is the way we talk. This is the way we're going to talk. Get used to it. And, and I could appreciate her position. And, you know, we still have a culture where the model in business is really male. And right. we have influenced that to great degree, but not completely. And so I can come into that and say, forget everything you know about business. I'm going to talk like a little girl, and I want you to take me seriously. Or mm-hmm. I can come into that and say, I'd like to be taken seriously. How can I fit in and, and shift it from the inside out? So I'm certainly not advocating intolerance of women. No. That would be counterproductive. Mm-hmm. But I am saying I don't... I don't think it serves us well to cling to the way we spoke in eighth grade and insist that people get used to it and like it, because they're not going to. No, it's not going to work. I don't think so. I mean, I think people just find it irritating, and and particularly they find it easy to dismiss. Yes. And want to be dismissed. No, no. Another thing, too, you mentioned in your book was apologizing. Mm. I'm sorry. What did you say? Yeah. It's a lot, isn't it? And I have found yes. I do that. I so what I notice is when I don't hear somebody or I don't mm. understand somebody, my habitual response is, "I'm sorry. Could you repeat that?" "I'm sorry. Mm. What did you say?" "I'm sorry. What what was that?" Well, you know, I don't really need to apologize. No. It's entirely possible that they weren't clear the first time, it has nothing to do with me, and yet, that's my instinctive um, response. So, that's something that I've been working on, to, to um, find other ways to make those requests without apologizing for my existence. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, what it is, is a habit that we pick up, and I guess if you pick up a habit, you can 
you can drop a habit. Yeah, it's not as easy, though, is it? No, it's not easy. It's not easy. But if you want to keep your credibility, you want to drop that habit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's true. So, yeah. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about connecting with the audience. And I mean, when I say audience, I mean the audience when you're walking, well, when you're on stage. Okay. And also the audience when you're in a networking event and is just one-on-one. Okay. For people who don't do it often or just getting out, they might feel a little bit uncomfortable. So let's talk a little bit a bit about uh, on stage first. Okay. And how you deal with butterflies. I think the notion that they might feel a little uncomfortable is kind of understating it. Most people feel <laughs> uncomfortable and, yes. and some people are paralyzed by it. Um, you know, it's, there's well-known studies about the fear of public speaking being worse than the fear of death and all of that jazz. Um, mm-hmm. And I think the, there's a couple of things that I suggest for my clients. And one, you, here I am like a broken record, one is sense your feet. Mm-hmm. What happens when we're nervous is our energy gets caught up around our head and shoulders. Often people get um, tight in the jaw. I tend to flush when I'm nervous. My neck and my chest get red and sometimes my face. That's common. Um, Some people, their hands will sweat. Some people sweat all over. Um, Mm -hmm. And those are all really natural reactions, physiological reactions to stress. And they have to do with the uh, capillaries dilating and, you know, blood racing around and you get flushed. It helps to stay connected to this energy that grounds me to the earth and the lower part of my body. Because that, then, then the energy circulates in a different way. It's not all stuck up around my head and neck. So that's, physically, that's one thing. And then psychologically, I encourage people to connect with the audience. You know, you'll hear people say, if you're nervous, don't look at the audience or look over the top of their head or pretend you're looking at them but don't really... I actually mm-hmm. think that's terrible advice. I think the strategy is to connect with the individuals in your audience, and you do that with eye contact. And mm-hmm. when I connect with my audience and when I really put my audience first, my attention is not so focused on me, my discomfort, what are they thinking of me, what am I going to say next. I can get all that soundtrack going in the back of my head, but it goes away if I intentionally focus on that person in the third row or that one at the back of the room or the woman in the pink dress, mm-hmm. if I connect with them, you know, it settles. My nervousness, my energy begins to settle. The energy is really what we use to connect with the people in the audience. So and the nervousness is really nothing but energy. It's just a matter of harnessing it. Yeah. And using it well. Well, that sounds like a great way to do it. So we're coming up to another break. And um, when we get back, come back, we'll talk a little bit more about connecting with your audience, the other type of audience, <laughs> um, the one-on-one audience. Okay. So to all of you who are listening, I want us to stay connected. And the way to do this is to get my weekly magnetic presence tips, which is a magnetism tip that's sent to you every week in your inbox. 
And to get this, just go to magnetizeyourpresence.com, enter your name and email address, and I'll send it over to you right away. And I will see you back here in two minutes. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Make life work with Kathy Ellis is a mix of insights into human behavior about how we shape the culture and the culture that traps us and ideas on how to get out of our own way. Kathy has plenty to talk about from becoming true individuals to growing as a society. And she has some ideas for making business work, how family work, relationships work, and even how to get the kids to literally do more work. How to make life work. Tune in every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. Do you ever walk into a room and feel invisible? Do you ever wonder just what it is that some people just seem to have? In today's highly competitive market, you need a magnetic image, or as Sheila Alley calls it, your MI. You can find it at your MI.ca. Don't wait one more moment. Are you ready to rock your image and make it magnetic? Are you ready to maximize your image and feel more confident? The next time you walk into that room, be noticed. Find your MI at yourMI.ca. That's yourMI.ca. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. This is Magnetize Your Presence, the art of creating charisma. To reach Sheila Alley or her guest today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to radio at SheilaAlley.com. Now back to Magnetize Your Presence. We are back. And if you're just joining us, I'm talking to Catherine Johns about how to speak up with confidence. And if you want to hear the whole show, you can get the replay on my homepage at voiceamerica.com. So when we left, we were talking about butterflies. And for people who go on stage and get butterflies, most everybody, I would say everybody gets butterflies. And Catherine was saying that in order to get rid of butterflies, to get grounded, and to bring the energy down into the floor and to uh, focus on your audience and one person at a time. So connect with your audience. So Catherine, in a one-on-one situation for someone who might be a little bit shy and they don't really, and they go, just picture them, they're going into a networking uh, event, into a room full of people and they want to mingle, but they really don't know how to make that first step. And they're kind of nervous. Do you have any tips on how to do that or how to overcome the butterflies you might have with that? Um, it won't surprise you that the, the antidote to the butterflies is really similar, whether you're mm-hmm. in a room trying to find one person to talk or standing on a stage. I do say ground yourself, sense your feet, so you're in your body. When I'm really in my body, I can own my space. And I have a different energy. I look less desperate, less needy, and much more magnetic 
when I have that sense of I belong here. And I can't get that if I'm hunched over and cranked up and frowning and my face is scrunched and all the rest of it. So that's the first thing. It's a physical thing. It's also about approaching somebody with purpose, moving into the room like like you belong here and Mm -hmm. literally walking up to somebody as if you already know them and looking friendly and warm. The big thing to do, not unlike when you're in front of an audience, is put your attention on the other person. So Mm -hmm. imagine I was talking about using the energy to, to connect with the other person. So imagine a line of energy from you to one person or from you, multiple lines, not one, but multiple lines from you to several other people. That's the energy that connects, that creates a conversation. If I'm preoccupied with myself, that line of energy is interrupted. It doesn't go to the other person. It kind of circles back and goes right into my own head. And that produces that whole soundtrack of, I don't know if I belong here. What if I don't have the right business cards? Everybody here is more successful than me. I don't know what to say to people. How am I going to... All of that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if I'm focused on you, Sheila, I'm not worrying about me. No. I don't, I don't have that much bandwidth. I can only focus on one of us at a time. <laughs> if I Nobody to does. you, then that will be a very good thing. And the other thing I would say is I... <laughs> I used to do a talk show, and I always said the talk show should actually be called a listen show because Mm -hmm. it was the listening that was the most important. People would call me up on the radio and sit for an hour waiting to get on the air to be heard. Most -hmm. people go through their whole day and feel that nobody really listens to them. That's true. There's noise in the wind. If you're the person who gives somebody that gift of actual attention and listening to what they say and letting them finish their whole thought all the way to the end and even pausing for a bit before you add something else, that is magnetic. People Mm -hmm. crave that. Mm -hmm. So when you go up to speak to someone then, maybe if you, you, you focused on the person and on the, you know, be in the moment and think about how you're going to, how you're going to interact with them, what you want to know about them. You know, people often start with, well, what, tell me about your business or what business are you in or what do you do? And that's okay. It's not very original. Um, One thing I like to do is ask people about where we are. What made you decide to join the Chamber of Commerce? What Mm -hmm. do you like best about this Nabo group? You know, that kind of thing. Or yeah. you can ask people something about their business beyond um, what it is, what they do. Yeah. Yeah. What do you love about your work? Or tell me about your favorite customer. Anything like that will give people an opening, and then the conversation can flow naturally from there. Now, I will concede some people are um, overbearing and don't know <laughs> when to shut up. And it's possible that you've encountered one of those. You'll ask them a question, they'll talk forever, and you'll want to escape. At least it got you started. And (laughs) with your next person, you'll have better luck. Um, So, you know, I'm not saying when I say start with a question or listen to them that you have to be a doormat or that you sacrifice every opportunity to talk about yourself. Of course, you're there to let people know what you have to offer, too. But I think for most of us... um, 
a question of the other person and a genuine sense that we're interested in them goes a long way toward reducing everybody's nerves. Yes. Do you have a quick tip then of how to escape when someone just wants to go on and on and on? Oh, I usually do something like, oh, I need to talk to, and I mention somebody else's name in the room or somebody who just came in. Um, And sometimes Mm -hmm. I just say, thanks so much. It was nice to meet you. You know, Mm -hmm. I I think at a networking event, nobody thinks you're going to have a 20-minute conversation. We know we're there to meet different people. I wouldn't say, you know, shut up, I'm tired of you. (laughs) No. But if I can come up with anything that's um, polite, then I don't feel like I have to make an excuse necessarily. It's been nice talking to you, Sheila. Yeah. Stick out my hand. We shake hands, and there we go. That's your cue that we're finished here, and it was lovely, and we're moving on. Yeah. That's a great, good way to do it. So we're coming up to the end of our show. Pardon? Yes, smile. Smile. So we're coming up to the end of our show, and I want all the listeners to get your No Buts Action Guide. I'm sure they want it. So um, they can get this. So all that you've given them lots of tips, and now um, this will be a, an actual something they can download. Mm-hmm. So for all of you who want to get this, uh, go to katherinejohns.com. And you can download it on that page. It's there easy to see. And you can also get uh, her book because it's a great book. And the book is called Show Up and Shine, Simple Steps to Boost Your Confidence and Charisma. It is a must read. I'm so glad you liked it because I know you read a lot of material in this area. So it means a lot that you you liked it. Yes, I definitely do. Um, So thank you, Catherine, so much for joining me. I've really had fun with you today. And thank you for inviting me, Sheila. I had a great time, and I'll look forward to talking again. Yeah, yeah, yes. It's been wonderful. So, and to all the listeners, um, thank you for joining me, and I hope you take Catherine's tips and strategies and apply them to your life and business. And um, I appreciate each and every one of you. And I would love to hear from you. Let me know how I can support you, or if you have any questions. You can email me at radio at SheilaAlley.com. You can find me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash slash Sheila Alley Coaching. And you can also find me on Twitter at Sheila E2016. Thank you for tuning in this week to Magnetize Your Presence, the art of creating charisma. Please join your host, Sheila Alley, and another of her amazing guests next Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Get ready for another magnetic event next week. 